0: everybody it's your girl joy has questions coming to you once again on this mother's day eve i am super excited and happy that i was even able to do this show because we know black mamas do not play and they want their roses they want their edible arrangements they want you know all of Wanye crooning singing mama you know i love you so i wasn't gonna compete with black mama's on this weekend. Um, but we are just gonna jump right into You Better Know. I was shocked to find out that vanilla is basically due to a black man. Could not even, like vanilla, that's just not something you readily think about. But let's listen, kids. So in 1829, a man by the name of Albius Edmund was born. He was born on the island at the time, it was called Bourbon. It then was changed to the island of Reunion. Um, it was a French island that was off the coast of Madagascar as well as off the southeast tip of Mauritius. Um, born in 1829, his mother died in childbirth. His father was never known, obviously, and his master basically sent him to the island to work the vanilla cultivation. Now, the thing is, vanilla was the type of plant. It was just, you know, a disrespectful ass bitch. You had to sit here and struggle and it was highly sought after because obviously vanilla is the shit. But anybody had time to be sitting here and plucking for days just trying to get these little small rewards. So Albius in 1841 made a botany or a horticultural discovery that literally changed the landscape of vanilla cultivation as we know it. Now, if you all have been doing math, I said that he was born in 1829. In 1841, he was 12, So, this is a 12-year-old coming across the fact that if you pollinated the plants basically by, like, hand, literally, just using common sense, taking grass stems, putting one grass stem from one plant into the other one, that it basically would help cultivate and pollinate vanilla. So, of course, everyone was like, oh, bitch, we have a winner here. This became... So widespread that for a large part of history um, or in modern day times, if you will, the Island of Reunion was the largest producer of vanilla in the world. So, you know, if anything is mass produced, white people then turn into, you know, Cinderella stepsisters and are like, oh, no, girl, you ain't going to the ball with us. So the French government did everything that they possibly could to keep him from basically taking credit as well as the economic benefit Basically the money that was involved in it. So much so that even in the 19th century, French newspapers tried to make him white. This ain't nothing new. Um, then on top of it in 1848, when France finally decided, you know what? Slavery is not cute. It's really not nice. Um, and they basically told all the black people, you are now free to move around the country. Um, Albius was like, well, fuck y'all. And he moved and left the island of bourbon or reunion, whichever way you want to remember it as. So he moved. And then in 1848, this man. Who completely revolutionized Vanilla. um, After also working as a kitchen servant. He should have never had to work another day in his life. Like to be honest. He could have easily been the first black millionaire. No shade to Madam C.J. Walker. We love you sis. Just saying. But he was arrested for stealing jewelry. He became then the original Meek Mill because he got a 10-year sentence, which the governor and the presiding judge then commuted to five years because of the contributions that he made to the island through his scientific discovery. So let me get this straight. You all knew that he produced vanilla. You all knew that he was responsible for, I should say, the way that it was produced. But you thought it was okay to just, well, you know, we put you in this situation to be homeless and basically have to feel like you had to steal. And now we are also going to punish you for it and put you in jail. The story of Albius Edmund ends with him dying in 1880 in poverty. Mind you, vanilla is one of the biggest exports in the world. And if you want just some quick little math in terms of how magnificent his contribution was, the island of Madagascar is the world's number two producer of vanilla. That means that basically $580 go to every kilogram of vanilla. So while y'all out here car cracking and trying to, you know, sell coke, Like, ghosts, what you need to be doing is getting in the vanilla hustle because that is cash, dollar-dollar bills. So, let's see. Madagascar produces 3,200 tons of vanilla a year. There are about 3.3 million kilograms that go into that. So, if you do the math... That is $2 billion or around $2 billion that is coming out of Madagascar in vanilla production alone. Now, also, the national GDP for Madagascar is only $10 billion. So, if you also do some more math, that means that one-fifth of their entire economy is owed to the efforts of this man. So, again people if you think you are having a hard day at work or something ain't going right or if people are trying you talking about well, why don't black people just you know get up and rise up and do something oh no sis we are always rising up and doing something but even at times when we try and do it white people will not give us credit or whiteness will not give us credit shout out to grandpa albius um i almost said albus like dumbledore i kind of got geeked i was like yes but regardless, we salute you, my brother, my king, and I hope you are in heaven rolling around in all the vanilla and getting all the rose petals dusted on you like Prince Akeem in Coming to America. Moving right along, I have got the most amazing, amazing soul according to IG. All right. I am so excited to introduce my next guest. And I tell you he is one of my favorite High Park people to run into. Um, he is the king Of staying fresh. Ladies, if you see him, he don't have one of them like little fuck boy cognac coats. You know the ones that they all wear that come from like Express, got (laughs) the faux fur collar. His is real. I can tell like he got his from his Gucci connect, you know, he always smells like his cologne actually is like oil based and costs like a couple of dollars. I'm like, yes, Definitely Will. Definitely
1: smell good. Definitely got to smell good.
0: Okay. And always keeps a fresh line. And even if he is in some Gucci slides. So without further ado, I have to give it to one of my favorite entrepreneurs, one of the movers and shakers up and coming in this bomb ass music industry as well as just also having several businesses of his own, where do you have the time? I got to give it up for my boy, Will Sanders. Hi, love. How are you? I'm great. How are you? So we are just going to jump right into it. I'm so happy because finally I get to talk about music and pop culture with someone who actually know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, so jump, jump into it. first and foremost, with so according to IG, Um, I just want to know, why is Azalea Banks always open in her mouth? Like, why can't she just put out music and let it be? So she basically did this Breakfast Club interview today in which she literally tried to bash Cardi B or explain her reasons why she just doesn't think Cardi B is good for hip-hop and literally said that she didn't have Cooth and that she lowered the bar or the standard. I really well, want your opinion on this.
1: Whoa. Well. It's it's a 50-50. I mean, yeah, she's making a fool of herself, but it could be awesome marketing because what record does Azalea Banks have?
0: Do you know what's so funny to me? She's been doing this shit with everyone for years, and it still has never drummed up enough fucks inside of me to actually listen to her. I could, if Christ came down and was like, I will shoot you if you don't know a song, I'm going to be in heaven kicking it with my daddy by midnight because I don't know her
1: music. Well, well, I'm going to put it like this. Someone once told me, hey, you have to make the people care. And this was around the time Asa put out, um, what was the record? Uh... Ace Hood. Oh, I was like, Ace, we
0: going gospel? What the fuck are we talking about?
1: Ace Hood put out the record with uh, Ross and um, Lil Wayne. Hustle hard. Hustle hard.
0: Something she don't do, but carry on. But yeah,
1: nobody knew. Nobody gave a fuck about Ace Hood. Mm -mm. That record came out by himself, and then somehow he made the people care. So I feel like she's just trying to make people care, and then once she, hopefully, she has a record to back up people caring. Does she? I'm, I've never heard an Azalea Binks record.
0: No. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he is inside of multiple studios. So if he ain't heard the record, I think that speaks volumes to what her team is not doing. Um, I think the problem, and you even said something and in, in terms of is Cardi B making a fool of herself perhaps or whatever. I look no. at it. In the sense of, it's authenticity. You may not like what she represents, but she definitely represents an aspect of society. Let's keep it real. She the well, cousin that's always doing the most at the family gatherings, yes. or always got a nigga getting on her nerve, but she's famous for it now.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, you got to think, stripping is a part of pop culture. She she used, same thing. She used what she knew, and she made people care. You you think you, Cardi B, normal record coming out, it's not going anywhere. Loud talking, Cardi B talking about she doing this, she doing that. Yapping at the mouth. She puts out a record, it goes crazy. Like we were the first people, one of the first major artists to work with Cardi B. A lot, very energetic, lovely woman, very humble for real. Really cares, really cared about this music. But she she found the lane to make people care with social media. You you invite people into your world, and you invite mm-hmm. people to you know. To see, see who you are you never knew what Michael Jackson did on a normal day just when you see him in public mm- now you can see what any artist is doing on a normal day they're cooking they're they're playing with their kids they're they're, they're
0: hiding side chicks no okay <laughs> <laughs> right they we are can't, oh. we can't hide
1: side chicks anymore I mean oh can
0: we That'll be a question for the actual interview. Carry on, though. Um, yeah. Keep going with
1: your thought. Yeah, I mean, like you know, social media allows you to care about people that that you know, like that you you couldn't care about before. So it opens up a brand new door of, of 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 people who their talents they have it, but they're not so you know they don't know how to put it out or they don't have the proper push. Right. But they have another thing. They're they're funny. They're they're outgoing. They don't care. Like, I mean, not caring is, I feel like, the number one thing because you don't care how you're portrayed. You're going to say what you want, do what you want, and you're going to make sure everybody notices what you do.
0: And people will look up to that because the thing is, how many times do we find ourselves in positions where we want to say something, but we can't because maybe we're afraid of what the repercussions might be. So we exactly. look to these. That's one of Cardi B's biggest things. She even says like now with her fame, she doesn't feel like she can be authentic like she used to be. Cause now someone always has something to say about it. But that was one of the founding um, factors in terms of why people flock to her.
1: Exactly. But I mean, she still keeps it authentic to a point, you know, like, even even like uh actually, I was just listening to her Coachella performance, and you know she's cursing, talking shit, her pregnant ass tired this, I'm like, damn, she really went to Coachella and showed her ass right she she didn't change, you know, so I mean, I mean we're proud of Cardi b you know this way keep 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 it authentic, you know it let, it lets the next girl who who wants to strip have a way out, you know?
0: And I think also that's even something that really made me love her. The fact that she said, I didn't just want to become a stripper. She said, I was in college got kicked out and needed to eat. And she was like, so that was the option or the alternative that she saw, you know? And even then, she was just like, my daughter will never want for anything, so that isn't going to be an option for her. But for me, I'm not knocking what I had to do in order to get to this new level or or uh, to basically fulfill my dreams. And that's the thing that I just wish Azalea Banks would really take to heart. Stop being concerned with what everybody else is doing. If, yo, you know, little skinny 90 retro frames are matching what all the other kids in Soho House is wearing. And focus on your fucking craft. Because still, even after all this time, like, I guess she's finally putting out an album. And I don't care. I just wish that you... Would have authenticity or whatever it is that your fan base, who is left of your fan base, likes about you, could actually figure it the fuck out.
1: But maybe that is her fan base. I mean, I, I don't the know. I'm not, I'm, no, I mean, the mother, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, the bitter, the the battered old women, the the guy who you know, he's like park.
0: he's not that fly anyway. I don't know why people like Sean. Like, uh, I mean, like, Jay Z, but okay.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they just you know, Azalea's Azalea, Azalea, hater, lover. We're talking about her.
0: Barely. But okay, moving <laughs> right along um, into another person and I'm just like, my, my cousin actually made an excellent point. If Nicki Minaj didn't have anyone to beef with or be upset with, I don't think she would know what to do to an extent. I said what I said. Now, if you know her, if you've watched her booty jiggle in real time, <laughs> good for you, bro. But for I me. I have a
1: lie. I have a confession. I love Nicki. She can do no wrong. She bought me dinner once.
0: Okay, fine. And I know, especially for a Chicago man what that means. Like you going to feed me. Like you you putting in on this six piece I record? know
1: exactly what it was. It was it was a special meal. It was bossa nova in LA. We were working on a record with Red and we were hungry. She was hungry. So she bought us food. And I just took that to heart because it was Nikki, and just, she bought me food.
0: <laughs> just out of my love and respect for you, I will take my ugh of her from a 75 to a 70.2 H, but <laughs> <laughs> I still kind of feel a way. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, but real, real talk. I, I love Nikki. That, that's my own. I've only met her twice. No, three times. And the food one sticks out the most.
0: I mean. Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs puts food and water right there. Yes, that's what you remembering. Um, Okay, long story short, again, the Breakfast Club found a way to be a part of this story. But Meek Mills, of course. Shout out DJ
1: Envy, man. This guy.
0: I was watching, you know, Meek Mills is doing his, ooh, I'm so happy to breathe fresh air tour. And that's great. Like, get your press in, sir. We're happy to see you out. Clearly, you have money on your books because you look in a nice two months. Um, and I was looking at how he commented on how he didn't like how Nikki spoke on the judge situation or the judge that basically, you know, right. put him in for that excessive amount of time. And so his whole thing was, I just and guess he said it as politically correct as he could. I just wish he would have stayed in her lane and not said anything. Um, so, of course, Nikki does. Nikki's very good at sometimes she won't actually address something. She'll just wait for like her fans to say that she'll like it or she'll like say something in agreement. So, you know, like that's basically how she feels. So one of her friends fans were like, I'm tired of, you know, black men expecting black women to do all this stuff. Like she met with the governor. She met with President Obama. She wrote letters. She did all this stuff for him, which she didn't have to do. Um, leave her alone. And so Nikki's response was like, God bless you. I'm like, girl, the Met was two days ago, but if you're still in your Catholicism moment, I get it. <laughs> I personally just looked at it as, do you think Meek had a point and take out the filet mignon medallions that she got <laughs> your ass? Like, do you think that? Yeah,
1: is- yeah, Meek definitely had a point. Um, You know, like with that, if you're not going to speak on my behalf, don't speak at all even even if we're beefing like that's a real jail is a real situation don't don't send me up shit's creek and you really don't have shit to do with it okay so if you're if you're not willing to help me get out of the situation don't don't even speak on it you know don't even bring me down do whatever you you know just just no comment plead the fifth hey you know I, it's, it's unfortunate Meek's locked up, but, you know, we're trying our best to get him out. That's all you had to say, you know?
0: I agree with you, and the reason why I looked at—because, you know, I'm very big on, like, clearly I am a womanist. I'm very big on black backing black women, and even though I keep and I joke about how she gets on my nerve at times— if someone really did something that I thought was like misogynistic or disrespectful to her, especially as a business woman, cause mm-hmm. I love respecting the fuck out of businesswomen, Then I would be like, okay, she annoys me, but don't go there. But the thing that really kind of just had me looking at her, like, this is what drives me nuts about you. Because if the shoe was on the other foot and they would have asked him something in the most innocent or constructive manner about anything regarding, her business, maybe her rap flow, and he could have innocently, like, tapped the mic and be like, well, you know, I kind of did, like, Remy's response. And then, like, push right. She would have flipped her shit. Like, her response would have been very visceral. She Or at least behind the scenes, she would had something to say. That's yeah. why I'm like, don't do shit that you know you can't handle in return. And she gets, I don't know what her sign is, but I'm not even going to put it on Zodiac, but she just seems to get real emotional when it happens to her and then on the other side she's just like i
1: mean well she's still a woman i mean and i I don't mean it like that but women are not that um you know you guys take stuff to heart like
0: said okay so i have been waiting you tell red cafe to tell his friend fabulous okay next time you want to call us sensitive you made a whole song my guy about the four-year-old that kissed somebody else behind the seesaw, your little cinnamon apple crush that did you wrong and had Kevin Hart crying at the end. But
1: everybody has a cinnamon apple. Yes, but the thing
0: is we still eat fruit. Y'all will sit here and be, like, distraught off the one girl. You won't ever date a girl again that, like, got dimples if your feelings for her.
1: Because, I mean, honestly, we love us as men. We love and we love hard. Like, I ain't going to lie. I'm having a hard time. Dating another nurse. I'm having a hard time dating another woman. Like, it's crazy. I'm, I'm with Fab on that. I'm sensitive too. My heart hurt.
0: Right, but don't say that in there. That, right? But women, y'all are just so emotional. Are we? We will eat, go to show- of Ben and Jerry's, sit here and cry it out for as long as it takes, and then move the fuck on. Y'all will internalize it, hit it with a Lawrence from East, from Insecure, start fucking Tasha up the street. Nah. And then two years later, you're like, we were in this. How could you do it?
1: I mean, yeah, but no. I mean, get
0: a therapist and a prayer coach for those demons. That's I all mean, I'm saying. I mean,
1: we we just hold on to the grudges. We just hold on to shit. Like, I mean, everybody go through it. Like, we we get hurt and we get hurt hard. I, I mean, I could I could talk. I could write a book on my love life. I mean.
0: I can't wait for the interview portion because I'm like, yes, let's talk about this now. All right, (laughs) lastly, in regards to what has been going on in the world, um, Waffle House just needs to fucking Like, when I say Mm -hmm. I am sick of seeing Waffle House in the news for their racist, just blatant racist. Um, What's the CEO? His last name is Egmer. Emmer, he went to Georgia uh, Tech technology though no, i i did look up that
1: oh, about i was him. gonna say, i know nothing about waffle house oh, boy, no, I on
0: did the my he's been the ceo since 2012 he was born in 1966 so i know his parents was probably still complaining to him about how dare they integrate the schools with these coons there's nothing about him that says like my grandchildren are singing kumbaya with fellow blacks at the black lives rally like no i don't think that at all but basically this young man anthony wall Mm-hmm. Went, he took his 16, he took his sister to prom. And okay. so at the end of the prom, like basically they go to Waffle House, which I'm like, I don't know how y'all brave that after not one, but two incidents just happened there. And they got into it because they basically sat down at a table that wasn't clean. And so when the waitress came over, she was really disrespectful in terms of asking them to get up. A fight ensued and they called the police because we know. If anything that white people know will back them up, it is police coming with their capes to save them from the blacks.
1: Yes, I hate the police. Well,
0: I have a so, whatever. The point is um the police officer gets there, he gets choked out. And so now it's just like He gets choked out? Not the Come on now.
1: Oh. If the
0: police would have got choked out, Trump would have been on air ready to send the militia, the Navy, the Army, they have blown North Carolina Facts. smithereens. Facts. So, now the police officer didn't get choked out. Um,
1: I thought it was the young lady.
0: It was. See, so many situations. I believe her name is Clinicia. She got choked out at the Waffle House in Alabama. Okay. Then the young man cute look like he belong in star wars the one that saved everybody from dying at the other james
1: waffle house. shaw shout out james shaw tsu alumni
0: okay fine your yeah. friend y'all yes, was out yes, there that's
1: my guy at
0: grits and bits together juking fine so him <laughs> he saved everybody at the other waffle house and trump ain't said nothing to him and now this new situation is the situation that happened with anthony wall getting choked out By Officer Frank Moss. So also, let me just say a smooth and hearty fuck you to ABC, the Washington Post and every other media outlet that it took me literally like 20 minutes on Google being everything to even figure out who the officer was. Wow. Because whenever like the news story is definitely Anthony Wall, Michael Brown. Did he have Skittles or was he eating a nutty butter? Like. Yeah, All this other bullshit.
1: Yeah. It, it it definitely media definitely toys around and dances around the point when it benefits, you know, the the officials. Like when they have to hide behind or they have to cover up officials bullshit. You you know, was his hoodie on? Was it off? Was it black? Was it white? Right. You know, was it an Arizona can? Was it was it a firecracker can? What you know?
0: They will dissect the victim to death, and we're right. still sitting out here going. What's the name of the officer? Like... Yeah,
1: yeah, no, they definitely you know cover up a lot of BS when it comes to their own. But I mean, you know, would you stop what...
0: eating at Waffle House? I feel like that's.
1: I mean, me personally, it's yes. I mean, it wasn't. I I've, I eat there frequently when I'm in the South. It is like a hey, let me stop at Waffle House because we don't have it here. But I mean, I'm, I'm all about boycotting stuff. You know, no Starbucks. No no Waffle House, no, you know, what else are we boycotting? United <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, why are we boycotting United? Oh, uh, you know what I mean? They drug my doctor homie off. You know, that's that's human oh brutality. I mean, like there's mm,
0: so much, I forget. Yeah, yeah like Nordstrom it, it, just profiled some black boys, so it looks like yeah. you're be having to get your uh, Oh shit. That's a little... problem. I know, right? My sister working Nordstrom. First I off, 33%. I would just like to say how big his eyes got because he's like, Wait, that's my new spring collection. <laughs> Sorry, no. you'll be at Saks, my nigga.
1: Hey, that's even better. Saks is forty. It just takes so longer to get it.
0: I have none of these connections. You got here just like, Oh yeah, I can just go to Louis Vuitton and get like that good forty percent. No, not
1: Louis. Account. I need Louis oh, Chanel. Louis, Louis Chanel and Goyard, please call me.
0: So yeah, I definitely am on some boycott Waffle House. Thankfully, I don't live in the South, so I don't even have to worry about that. But
1: but there's so many, you know, other Flying Biscuit Atlanta. Let's go to Flying Biscuit. That's my favorite spot.
0: That sounds nice and southern-like and buttery. So I'm down for that.
1: And wholesome and, and organic and
0: wholesome and organic. Yes. And People go to Waffle House to sober up after like they was, didn't went to hey to they, Cascade. Flying,
1: you- flying Biscuit has these biscuits. Lime biscuit just has the you know, the raspberry vanilla French toast, the orange pancakes, the you know yeah they get it. His...
0: You out here getting a little bougie on us. Last no, time I saw you, not. you was eating like
1: Hooters. I'm still. I, <laughs> I about
0: to say, you Bye. better ask,
1: you better ask Bree. Shit, we we trying to go to Hooters right now. Oh
0: my god, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up. So according to IG, Lord knows there's just so much more that. Oh wait, no, take it back. Forgot. Tierra Marie. I am gonna say this. Call me. <laughs> no. That is not the response. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Um everything I saw first instantly was trying to compare her to Black China. Like I saw so many posts, I was like, that's what you do, Tierra. And I was well, like Well,
1: you know what, Tierra's from Detroit. So that hood came out of her, I guess. I mean, she knows was doing she, you know,
0: right in the privacy of that space with the man she was with the bigger like question that I'm getting to is what is there ever like an acceptable excuse or reason as to why you think not you but ubiquitously like why is a man you think it's okay. To embarrass somebody like that.
1: I don't leak nudes, ladies. You know, if you and your partner share that intimate, freaky level of recording for you guys to go back and enjoy, when it's over, you know, look it up and, you know, reminisce. Don't look it up and put it on her social media. You know what I mean? Everybody. I mean, I'm pretty sure Beyonce then, you know, took a dick or two, but, you know, it don't get put out.
0: I mean, she has three children. No, I'm
1: talking about, like, how Tiara took the date. Oh,
0: you know I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure,
1: like, you know, the women y'all holding high standards, you know, I, I would have say no a couple- no
0: idea what you are referring to. I
1: mean, you know, Beyonce's, Rihanna's, okay. Michelle Obama's, you know, all of them. There's a freaky side to every woman and man. Really? You know,
0: I just-
1: I, I mean heard i heard
0: that it can be that way no i'm fucking with you <laughs> like that it just, it just takes the right person
1: to bring it out like you know
0: i think when i looked at the whole situation all jokes aside what really made me so disgusted was the fact that people wanted to instantly be like oh you know was singing about not having no daddy and i'm like why are you using her sexuality as a crime against you know as a, a weapon against her where i'm like was his father at like so you think that's
1: okay or acceptable to yeah figure? nah that's definitely like no no role model no no big homie in the hood situation like you know like my big homies all the time when I do dumb shit be like yo we got your back but you did some dumb ass shit you know right and they always you know they always tell you when you're wrong so I mean that's just you know either he wanted the clout he wanted the attention himself. He or wanted
0: to get on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Or for he the was summer.
1: Or, or hey, that is an X Factor. Maybe Mona Scott was working that. Maybe that was a Mona Scott play. Oh God. Uh, hey Tia, I'm gonna cut this, you know, I'm gonna cut you a couple mil. You're gonna embarrass yourself, but you know.
0: I can't. Now I can officially say that this sad ass so according to IG is over. Thank God. And <laughs> ladies just Until we live in a world where men actually understand just our power and at least give us our due, it's a shame that you have to sit here and, like, really question and be concerned with, like, owning your autonomy and your sexuality because you just don't know if you're dealing with somebody that's going to use it as a weapon against you, which is fucking pathetic.
1: Me, personally, I'm not even a fan of filming. But, hey, you know, never be a bitch-ass nigga like that. I'm going to just say this. I met my girlfriend when I was 23. How do you know? 31. So, um, you know, I was young and dumb with a lot of money. And when you do that, it's kind of, you know, a lot of shit happens. Money and access in young age, you do a lot of shit.
0: Perfect set way. Yes, you better set up your own intro. So, <laughs> now that you have said money and access which is what every entrepreneur wants. They want the money. They want the access. They keep it real. You want the clout. We all do. Mm -hmm. Um, We are moving right along into... So, I have a question. And now, as I already introduced my man of the hour, I'm going to let you tell the people who you are. Talk your shit. Name your accolades. Don't leave anything out. Like, this is your moment. So, tell everyone, like, just who is Will Sanders and why the hell are you on? Joy has questions.
1: I mean... Shit, I refer to myself as one of those guys. I mean, <laughs> I'm a Hyde Park originator, um, Kimwood 05, TSU 2011, <laughs> um, you know, marketing guru in my mind, uh, management, booking agent to the stars, uh, shoe lover, uh, passionate lover. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, get off uh, the uh, door. <laughs> sorry I, my foot was on the gas there, <laughs> but um nah um i mean i'm i'm one of I'm just one of the few guys who who's thirty one and made a way to make money you know that's how I look at it uh I connect the dots
0: so so humble still, even with that, let me just also tell y'all just how dope he is, so he is the manager for red Cafe who is. Yes. One of the dopest MCs. Like I, I hate the fact sometimes like that with the politics of, of the music industry, like people that sh- seemingly you think like, man, when are they going to pop? When are they going to blow? But Red Cafe's time is definitely coming. Um, June 22nd. Oh, literally. <laughs> physical dates. You better. June 22nd. Um, also, you have worked for Capital and Interscope Records, uh, working Talent A&R and r Definitely artist development, because everybody now want to have like chokers and little anklets, like little Uzi vert, and don't know what the fuck they brand is about. And then also on top of it, you have your own sneaker. I don't even know. I've never been good with shoes with laces. Um, Me personally, I like heels, so I don't know how to describe it. It's not like you resell them.
1: uh sneaker resale yeah sneaker resale
0: okay and we're working on
1: retail but sneaker resale for right now
0: and the name of that is remix footwear remix footwear right so you are everywhere he literally came here off a flight from detroit you might be still going international tomorrow so let's just get right to it with all of this entrepreneurial hustle spirit that you have like when did you know that i ain't for the shits when it comes to corporate america
1: Um, it was at an early age, Um, I would have to say like probably like 17, 16, Um, I used to work at the movie theater, AMC, um, Crate and Barrel, and I always wanted, even in college, I worked at Best Buy, I always wanted to find a way to take off, like I never wanted to go to work, I wanted the money, I wanted to do it, but I never wanted to go to work, like, so it was like, yo, how can I do this on my terms, you know? It was always like, it has to be what I want to do, or I'm not going to, I'll never keep a job. So, started throwing parties um, in college, back and forth, TSU, Chicago, you know, linked up with some cool people across the U.S., and it went from there.
0: Okay. And also, TSU stands for?
1: The Tennessee State University, the real TSU.
0: Okay, well, we are going to leave that thug behavior on the floor. <laughs> no, i get it. Um, So definitely, in terms of working in the music industry, like, you still young as hell. Like, we all are. You're 31, right? So you've been in the game, though, still for a significant amount of time. Like, I feel like you hopped in the game when it was, like, the height of the oh-I-think-they-like-me phase where everybody was, like, swimming in their clothes, not knowing tailoring, um, party music was around, so, working for like Capital Interscope, like what were some of the best lessons they taught you in terms of like how to handle yourself as a businessman?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, really, um, I have to shout out Red Cafe for every opportunity, um, because he like took me under his wing, um, when he was signed to Interscope, and he was like, Yo, Will, hop on, hop on tour, Will, you know. And I mean working working side by side with the industry, greats. Um uh, you know, it just taught me like discipline, really. It taught me it taught me how to actually complete a project. That's another thing. I left a lot of shit undone. Um, I would I would have a great idea, start to execute it, and then be like, Man, fuck it. But I, I've seen a lot of projects come out from start to finish. Uh I saw French work on Excuse My French for a year and a half. Like, Ain't Worry About Nothing was my favorite song for a year and a half before it came out. And and it was like, once that project came out, you really felt the appreciation of shit. So the more and more you're in a circle and the more and more you're in those studios and you're around those people and you're in those offices and those boardrooms and you're playing those records, it, it, it gives you a sense of, of completion. When you finally complete a project, you're like, ah. And like I mean, that's where me and Red Cafe, you know, we're getting right back to it. Um, with, with our situation? We're we're it's, it's like a sense of completion. It's like a three sixty, mm-hmm. bringing it full circle. I feel like we've been working on this album since we started kicking it in two thousand nine, two
0: thousand ten. I As to say, you've been his manager since when?
1: Twenty eleven.
0: Twenty eleven, right? So you have really rocked with him. Yeah. And vice versa.
1: We, yeah, man. That's my guy. We fought. We've we've hugged, cried, whatever. You know. Just, Never mind. Look Can't at this black
0: boy emotion. Yes, feelings. <laughs> no, okay. nah, that's
1: my guy though, for real.
0: Okay, so other than Red Cafe, like list of artists that you've had the the opportunity to really like work with.
1: Um, mainly Red and French. Um, King Los is my guy. You know, yeah, you know, basically the bad boy family when it was them, uh, Cassie, MGK. You know, that was the squad. Just every day around them. Whatever needed to be done, it got done. Um, But mainly red and French. Um, On the management booking side. um, But I've worked with everybody. Bookings, um, radio, in stores. You name them. I've done it. Unless they're new and, like, very new.
0: Got you. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. Look at you, like... My clientele is established, upper echelon. <laughs> okay. Nah, 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 nah.
1: I, I mean, I got new clients. I got new artists that I'm managing. But, um, you know, people that you would know.
0: Gotcha. Okay, then. That's fair. Protecting people. I see what you're doing. Um, so, in regards... I mean, I don't want
1: you to be like, who the hell is that?
0: But in regards to basically... Currently, the state of hip hop, you know everybody's pumping in six nine and, and looking like chipotle bag artwork and I'm just like, "Ooh, this is interesting so how do you feel in terms of like is there still a need for a r because I feel like that's the first yes. part of the budget that yes. has like gone by the wayside
1: ar I mean you still I mean people you get a high record you don't know how to be an artist you don't I mean you you luck up you luck up on the record. Like, you know, you have a run. Like, you know, you you don't just, oh, I'm an artist today and get it right. You, everybody has to go through that. Walk me through the process. That's what the A&R does, you know. Um, how do I make my album? Help me make my album, you know. What's the vibe of the damn album? Yeah, like right. What direction are we going in? Because you might make 100 songs. Lil Pump might have 100 Gucci gangs already made. And that's all he got. My God, that
0: is the scariest thing I've ever <laughs> heard today. <laughs> I mean, Sweet you know.
1: Jesus. No, nah, for real. Like, you never know. Like, so a I mean, everybody has a vital part when it comes to making an album. I mean, me personally, I've never had an official a r title. But sitting there, being able to tell somebody, no, nah, that's not hot. Let's go in this direction. Let's, you know, piece this together. You, know, Hey, you moving wrong as a person. You know, all that is... is is." artist development, you know?
0: Definitely, which is something that I just, they're developed when it comes to their fashion choices, but they are not developed when it comes well, to, like.
1: Um J. Cole just put out a nice record, 1985, where he addresses, um, they say he's dressing Lil Pump. I haven't heard Lil Pump's diss to J. Cole. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I mean, he lets it be known. You, you They're following trends. And so, you know, when the trends die, the people grow up, money money's going to slow up.
0: Exactly. There's no longevity. There's nah. a reason why Red Cafe might just be putting out his body work June 22nd, but he's been consistent. Like, yeah. all of these artists have, so you have to have that. So there was once, like, a really great hip-hop line that says, like, how you stay faithful in a room full of hoes. And I really want to know that because we watch the TV shows and everybody just sitting here like, I just – I didn't know what to do. Her vagina just, like, fell out the sky into my lap. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, sis, whatever. Um, And even you got Tristan Thompson out here writing full-on dissertation pieces about how he felt pressured to have side chicks because of the culture of the NBA. Or um, you made a good point earlier saying, like, when you in your entrepreneur stuff, like, money and access, and, you know, the different temptations. What is it? In these scenarios, in these situations, is it just like, fuck it, I got the money. I'm in a different state. I'm going to do what I want. Not asking for you to incriminate yourself. I'm just saying, like, what do you think that is?
1: I mean, I'll go ahead and incriminate myself. For me, it was, I never experienced this level of attention. Like, we're at a show. You got the artist then you got me. The artist can't have all these women. So, who's next? Me. And, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to stay faithful. I'm going to be honest. I, I'll never forget my girl. She said, um, you know, I want you to call me every night after the show. You know, let me know you made it to your hotel safe. And I told her, no, I'm not going to do that. <gasps> I said, because, and I just told her myself, I was like, yo, what if I call you and then turn around and lay it down with a girl? She was like, well, that's my false sense of security. You calling me. And, I mean, I'm like, oh, well, I'm feeling myself like, shit. I'm in L.A. Maybe we just left the show. It's-
0: William Chauncey Sanders. That is not his William middle name, by the way. <laughs> oh my- it just <laughs> it just felt right in that moment just to take him down to bed. Like, you would have a middle name like Chauncey.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. But no, for real, like, like for real, like, me personally, it was hard. It was hard. It's, it's, When you have the money and you have the access, the women will flock. And the women don't mind being your side chick either. They will pull up with your girl, party with your girl, and you just had sex with them last night.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, hey. It's 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 one hell of a lifestyle, man.
0: So okay, so great. You just said it's one hell of a lifestyle. A lifestyle is a choice. Like so is there anything about this lifestyle that you're just is it a matter of I haven't even found the one that I would at least try to go back to like moderate normality? I feel like
1: Well no, I mean I I actually grew up with my girlfriend. So all the shit I was doing, like I got it put back on me. And I didn't like it. I was like, oh shit. You know, I was I was just gripping my heart, crying, touching the pillow, you know, so all that Pulling my, out your
0: Jay Z soundtrack, song, cry.
1: No, nah, it wasn't even Jay Z, it was it was goddamn it Mary J. Oh,
0: you were hurt. <laughs> my God, you brought out Auntie Mary with the boots? <laughs> like man,
1: I was bringing out I was, I was man, I'm riding in the car just slow music. <laughs> Gut, like, gut Wait rigid- for it to
0: rain so you can listen to Case Missing You. <laughs> like, let me stop, okay?
1: Like, when the shit got done to me, I did not know how to act. Like, honestly, I, it was, I was like, damn, this is the fuck I've been doing? I need to stop.
0: I'm proud of you for that. I think that shows a level of maturity that, number one, to even admit, like, oh, girl, I was out here getting these hoes. <laughs> and then, number two, to. Well,
1: also- she knew. I mean, I had. I ain't going to lie. Like, I had informants. I had, I don't know. I was reckless. Niggas was telling on me. Like, one thing about, like, a relationship, your guys aren't going to tell you when you're in the wrong or when your girl's in the wrong. Your guy's going to be like, that's none of your business. But her girls are going to tell her. The niggas who want to fuck are going to tell her. Oh,
0: they definitely going to be like, I would Every- never do this to you, Yeah, KC. do you
1: not see your nigga over? Your nigga's in the club with X, Y, and Z, bitch.
0: Wait, let me get the Valencia filter <laughs> so you can really see the angle. Like, damn. Yeah,
1: yeah nah, what? Yeah, I, I I, mean, snitching. Your own friends, if they want to fuck your girl, they're going to snitch. Trust me.
0: This is why I eat kale and read the warmth of other suns. Like, I just... I am tapped out the game, like (laughs) woo. Okay, um. So, craziest thing that has ever happened to you, relationship wise, like
1: good or bad?
0: I don't know what I'm thinking of. I just want to know, like, if if we gonna link up on the same thing? Because in terms of like the life that you have led,
1: craziest thing? Yes. Um,
0: Wedding bells anywhere?
1: I wanted wedding bells. Real talk. I was ready. Um. Craziest thing that ever happened to me would be when I went to my girl's phone. I was just like, oh, shit. What kind of?
0: It's like a nice for what in real life.
1: Hell, yeah.
0: Hell, what?
1: And then she didn't give two fucks. She was like, nigga, you did it to me. So I've been tapped out. I was like, oh,
0: shit. When you realize <laughs> things are not the same.
1: Right, yeah. No, nah, but, um. no, nah, I mean, craziest thing, yeah, it would be. I mean, I guess I don't know if I'm on the page with you, but, yeah, that would be the most craziest thing, me fucking up my own life.
0: <laughs> let me just say this. You, and also let me say, because I don't want the people, they're like, man, they sound like they're besties. I ain't seen Will in a minute. Um, but it's always been, like, mutual love and respect, and I always support him and definitely everything that he's doing.
1: I love Joy. Don't, Aww. Let them, don't let them fool you.
0: Thanks, love. But I think the thing is, just in terms of seeing the maturity, like, It is growing pains, definitely. But I think in terms of just all of the blessings that you have been given just already. And I know there's so much more that's coming your way. I think, like, you're hitting on a real-life aspect that needs to be talked about, which is you have to figure out how to handle, like, the success with the personal.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, look at it. I mean, you got people. Kevin Hart, Dwayne Wade, like, Tristan Thompson. Those niggas got... Shit, tons of money, and and you know, they're in the limelight. And ain't nobody taking pictures of me, but the nigga who want to talk to my girl, you know. Everybody taking pictures of them, and they like fuck it. I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I wanna, I want, I'm gone. Hey, fuck it. Idiot. So
0: not you, no, I'm Sorry, I was like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, to like if it. I if
1: I'm them, I'm yo. Meet me in the bathroom. Sign this NDA.
0: So, if there was anything, a major takeaway that you would give to somebody, man or woman, who's listening to this definitely on their own entrepreneurial hustle, what would be, like, your suggestion to them in terms of, like, how to grind it out?
1: With with your hustle or with your relationship? I mean, both. Um, with With my relationship, I mean, I would say just be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the number one thing I learned, like, honesty is key. Like, if you want to go to that party, tell your spouse you want to go to that party. Don't try to hide it. If you want to go out of town, tell your spouse you're going out of town. Don't hide shit. Like, literally. Because it's going to come back to bite you. When it comes to, to, to actual, like, success in, in the industry, I don't feel like I've reached success. I've reached, um, I've reached
0: entry level. Okay.
1: Like it's so much more. Like I'm not Shakir Stewart, R.I.P. I'm not Chris Lighty. I'm not, you know, Raza. I'm Raza. Uh, I don't even know how to say the man last name, but he was a regional rep when we were at Interscope, and now he has his own company. You know, promoting records. I, I like Mill, R.I.P. Mill. These are guys who you know are real dot connectors that I look up to, and I want to go after. You know. You know, I, I want to follow in their footsteps. You know, mm-hmm. like so. I'm I, when it comes to my career in music, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. So just keep grinding because that's what I'm doing, right. and I'll meet you there.
0: Yes. So thank you so much, love, for coming to shoot the shit with me to be number also to be so honest. Um, and of course I will be expecting my plus one, so I can stand quietly in the back and chuckle. Um,
1: to whatever Red Cafe concert you all have coming up. Just saying. Yeah, promo tour coming soon. I don't know exactly when. Okay. Um, but we're gonna hit the streets. I mean, that was a conversation we had today. We're going back to old school. Yes. We're gonna load up the sprinter, load up the SUV, whatever it takes. We're hitting every race. It, I mean, we've done it so many times, so we see what works, you know, with you know, fly together. We literally were in a minivan okay. promoting this record and and Interscope blessed us with a a not-so-nice budget (laughs) to get around. But we made it work, though. And that's
0: the thing. You have to grind it the fuck out, which you definitely are doing. So thank you so much, love, for coming on the show. Um, So I really just wanted to wrap up tonight's episode this amazing special episode with the amazing Will Sanders, thank you again for coming in love um, But I wanted to wrap up in terms of what was really on my mind and my heart, which is the art of being still When I think about millennials, and we have so many passions, we have so many things that we want to do, we are out here hustling We will sit here and do a day job, a side job, a weekend job. We will be your bottle service girl, your real estate agent, your natural hair braider, your J's connect, whatever it is that you need. And the thing that I really find is that sometimes we get so much into the whole grind of I have to have hustles, I have to have multiple things I'm doing and I want to be a success that we actually forget what is it that's at the root of all of this? What is it that truly drives us? What is it that makes us passionate? And that's something that can only be found by being still. I think when you're still, it allows you to really flush out just truly like what you're doing that and it might be enjoyable, but it may not be what is tied ultimately into your destiny or ultimately in terms of what your purpose is, what you are here to do. So I really want everyone this week to focus on just being still for a moment. doesn't mean that you're being lazy. It doesn't mean that you ain't out here trying to secure your bag or well, Hopefully not a bag that has a gun in it like Joelle Santana. But the point is, I know that everyone is out here trying to do big shit. I see all my friends on IG. I love the fact that I have people reach out to me and be like, Girl, how do you know all these people for these interviews? Because I'm blessed to say I know a lot of motherfuckers that are out here just trying to get it and doing it. But I find that if you are looking sometimes at the end of the day and going what am I doing all of this for take time out to really answer that question and don't be scared if somebody else is going to feel a fucking way about it because let me be real your happiness will annoy other people because they will be looking at it on the outside and if that's how they feel fuck them Don't nobody have time to live this one life that we have trying to please others or trying to make other people understand what our drive is, what our vision is. But first and foremost, we have to find that vision to make ourselves happy. And that comes with really sitting down and doing that hard work. I am not trying to shame anybody if you got multiple hustles. Clearly, I got multiple hustles. Y'all know good and well I got a day job as well as this. Um, And I'm probably about to add something else by the end of the year, God willing. But at the end of the day, I love moments now to just sit down and be quiet and to think and make sure that I'm still on track. And you know what, y'all? There's nothing wrong that if in that silent moment, the answer is, I don't know. Because that's a great place to be as well. Because even if you don't know, you can then start that path of figuring it out. And that's what the fuck it's all about. Um, I hope everyone has... An amazing week. Um, I really want everyone in Chicago just, you know, keep us in y'all thoughts and prayers. Because while y'all out here thottin' and bopping and getting it cracking and all y'all little nice weather. My best friend Natalie out here going to Anita Baker concerts and shit. And I'm just sitting here like girl it's 48 and she's like well sis it's 84 i'm like fuck off you know but i just want everyone to keep us in your thoughts and prayers because we have a lakefront that i don't know if we gonna see anytime soon um i hope everyone has a great week thank you again for tuning in and i will catch you all later on the flip side when my edges are finally cooperating and laying down bye